This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Send me Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here, and welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio. Glad to have you along. I'm going to start by talking a little bit about my current personal journey. About the third week or so of January, I picked up COVID in the first two weeks. After that, I had the normal acute symptoms that you get with the headaches and the fever and the sinus congestion and everything that goes along with that. And then two weeks into it, I started having shortness of breath and and I told my wife, who actually works at a hospital, that I was having shortness of breath. And she said, you need to go in and get checked because it's, you know, that's kind of a serious thing. And and I said, nah, I don't want to go in and get checked because I know going to the hospital means you're, you're in there basically for a good three or four hours on a good day. <clears throat> but she rather uh, firmly <laughs> told me to get my butt into the hospital. So I went and they... Checked me out, put me on steroids uh, for a week, and and that cleared up the uh, the congestion and the heavy coughing and all, all that stuff. But and I started feeling a little bit better, and then last weekend uh, suddenly I just started. I mean, having these issues where it was hard to breathe, it was hard to push the air out, and I was having chest pains and super fatigued and I didn't know what the heck was going on and you know when you have chest pains it's kind of freak out a little bit because what's what's going on here and so I went back to the hospital again this last Monday and spent seven hours there they ran a battery of tests my heart they checked the 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 vessels around the heart and the heart all clear they checked my lungs all clear blood work all clear so they told me that what I have is long-term COVID, and I guess this is something somewhat new um, where they've been seeing people come in three, four months after they got it, and they still got symptoms of shortness of breath and chest pains and um, having a hard time sleeping because of that. And so, And with long-term COVID... It's not contagious. So after the first acute phase of the first two weeks, the doctors tell me you won't even see it in your bloodstream um, if you get tested. So that that's the good news. And so what I have in front of me, and they also said there is no treatment. There's no, you don't take antibiotics. There's no steroids. There's no nothing. Uh, no inhalers. He said they, w- they wouldn't do a bit of good. So basically uh, I've got whatever three, four months, who knows, in front of me 
where it's difficult to breathe at times, uh, sometimes with the chest pains. Last night I woke up at one thirty in the morning um, gasping for air, and and then this morning <laughs> I woke up and was quite fatigued, didn't even want to get out of bed. It was really like, oh, I had to drag myself. And we pray together as a family. And last night I was feeling wiped out, you know, around night and night. But I thought, okay, I need to get up and get downstairs and pray with him because I knew I was going to be taping this show today. And I'm a big believer in prayer. And and so we all prayed, and not just for today's show, but of course for other things too. And and um, so here I am, and I've been working out with weights ever since I was a teenager, and four times a week, some, doing some cardio too, and I think that served me well. And I asked the doctor this past Monday, I said, well, since it's going to be hard to breathe and working out spikes that problem, do I need to back off on working out? And he said, no, don't do that. He said, keep working out and just do it to whatever you can handle. And I guess what happens is once you stop exercising, those are the people that become at risk of COVID pneumonia. So it's, and I've always been a big, been a huge believer in exercise. And a doctor told me years ago that 80% of the problems that her patients see uh, have to do with poor diet and no exercise. So I've bought into that from a lot, from youth, really. <clears throat> so fortunately, that seems to have served me well um, in having clean blood work and the chest X-ray and the lung X-ray and all that, all that. So I just want to encourage you that, you know, if you're not exercising, to get into it. It makes a big difference with everything, with your the way you feel emotionally. It helps your health and and um, so my approach during this time when there are moments when I, <laughs> I'm either gasping for air or, or so weak, you know, it's, it takes a lot just to go upstairs, is the verses we find in First Peter 4 where he says, I'm going to read it, Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same purpose because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lust of men, but for the will of God. My friends, there is blessing in suffering. My approach, since I've been sick with COVID, is to thank God for it, to thank Him and to praise Him. So when I get hit with the wave of having a hard time breathing, I'll praise him or I'll thank him for the suffering. <clears throat> or when I feel extremely weak, I'll thank him for it and praise him for it. And what God has taught me over the years is that we need suffering. And you hear quite a bit of the verses in Jeremiah quoted about um, God has a wonderful plan for your life. But part of that wonderful plan includes suffering. It includes things like illness or hard times in marriage or hard times at your job or, or whatever it is. And we have to encourage and challenge each other and arm each other to be ready to suffer. And and as I've kind of pondered this, I've 
wondered and asked myself, have, have the churches that we've been to, have they equipped us and prepared us to suffer? And I don't know that I can say that positively. Uh, you know, we hear a lot about the love of God, and absolutely yes, but we need all of it. We need to be prepared to live in these dark times when the bottom is falling out and everything's collapsing around us and people getting sick, dying, and, you know, there's what's going on in Europe and all these things. So, my friends, suffering is not something to run away from. And, and my own approach is I will not fear. I will not complain. I don't want to do any pity parties, nothing like that. None of that's going to do me an ounce of good. So I'll embrace what God gives me every day and I will glorify him and I will keep my eye on making my life count for eternity until the end. So this show today is about how to thrive and survive, got that backwards, survive (laughs) and thrive in these days we find ourselves in. And they are dark days. I mean, just just COVID alone is like a heavy weight at times with all the chaos and confusion and strife and and all that goes along with that. But then if you look at what's going on, the murder rate in the U.S. jumped up 30% last year. Suicide rates are going up. The occult is springing up like crazy. And then you look at everything going on in the church where 80% of youth are leaving the church Sexual sin is springing in the church like crazy. All these things. And then you look at the news. It's it's like everything they have in the news just seems like fear, trauma, terror, murder. It's like, my gosh. <laughs> how, do we, how do we cope with all this? So that's what I want to talk about this show. And I want to begin with this is the wrong time to be mired in any kind of sin. So I know a lot of people listen to this show who are struggling with pornography or various types of sin, sexual sin, and this is the wrong time to be in bondage to that stuff because sin is going to weigh you down even more so than it would in so-called normal times, and these are definitely not normal times. So if you're struggling with whatever it is, bitterness, pride, arrogance, sexual sin, whatever it is, don't wait anymore to, to face up to it and to do something to break free from it or resolve the issue. As you know, we have support groups and courses for men and wives. We have offer counseling and do not wait. Do not mess around with this stuff anymore. This is not the time to be to allow there are there is no more luxury. We have we've out of margin. We're in tough times, and that's going to mean that have to mean that we have to be able to God give everything so that we can have everything that He wants to give to us. <clears throat> and any kind of especially sexual sin is going to be a block to that. So Hebrews twelve one to two says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. So we got to drop those weights. The next thing I want to talk about is we do not want 
to be, we don't want any Christians to be a part of fanning the flames of divisiveness and the civil war that's going on in the culture or anything like that. I was driving into the radio station. There's a big truck next to me, and he has um, that Brandon slogan. My mind just blanked. Go, Let's go, Brandon. And I'm not going to tell you what it means. You can Google if you want to. But I will say that all that it has to do with is cursing the president. Now, there are things that I don't agree with him on. But as a Christian, I will not curse him. That is not the spirit I've been given. And as Christians, we're called to pray for our leaders. We're not called to curse them. So I hope there are none of you that are her believers that have any of that stuff that you're quoting or absorbing yourself into because that all that's going to do is going to fuel hatred in your heart and add more division and strife, and we do not need that today. Next, the news. You have to use wisdom on how you approach the news. What I mean by that is we want to be aware of what's going on but we don't want to be immersed and soaked and obsessed about it. And there are a lot of people that I talk to, you can barely even say hi, and then they'll just start talking about vaccines and mandates and the news and, and whatever it is. It's like I just can't get them, off, get them off that stuff. We are not meant to carry that. Okay, we, we can be aware of it, and we should. We don't want to shove our hand, heads in the sand. We're not meant to carry that stuff. First Peter 5, 7, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Psalm 55, 22, cast your burdens on the Lord. He will sustain you. He will never suffer the righteous to be moved. I'll read from Psalm 131. O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor my eyes haughty, nor do I involve myself in great matters or in things too difficult for me. Surely I have composed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child rests against his mother, my soul is like a weaned child within me. I don't involve myself in great matters. If I do not have the ability to influence the big items that are going on, all the strife and stress and stuff, all the chaos that's going on in the news, then I don't carry it, and I will not obsess about it. Because if you if you do that, it's just going to weigh you down, and it's going to wear you out, and you're going to be angry, resentful, and a miserable per- miserable person to be around. And I know friends that <clears throat> I love them, and and they'll they'll just start like I said, they'll just start jumping into that stuff. And then uh, I want to be out of there not long after that because I'm not going to carry it and I will not waste my time obsessing about that stuff. And the other thing is it will cause fear if you, if you wrap yourself around it. I know one guy who not long ago told me he was just totally obsessed about the economy, about the economy collapsing and inflation and all these things. Well, most of us can do nothing about inflation. So obsessing about it is not going to have an impact. So we have to focus on the things that God gives us and let him handle the rest. Prayer, we can pray. We should be praying. We should be praying for our leaders. 
we should be praying for God to come down and to fight the battles. We should be inviting him into our homes, in our governments, our schools, and especially our churches, but letting him work and realizing where we end and he begins. So we do not carry these burdens. And some of you are just wearing yourself out because you won't let that stuff go. And that's not the way that we're meant to live. God's, the Lord's supposed to be the one who carries those burdens. We're not. And so on that note, today rest is huge. I talk to, in fact, most of the Christians that I talk to that we talk to in counseling are in dire need of rest. A lot of people are just worn out. The, the umbrella of stress and strife and COVID and all the things I mentioned are just weighing people down and how do I deal with this and I got my family and things are going on at home and in my marriage and and then if you got a porn problem in your marriage that, that makes it even harder and some people are just worn out and I think a lot of a lot of people in the church are just worn out right now and they don't know what to do and they're putting their hopes in quote unquote getting back to normal. What does getting back to normal mean? Well, it means we can go see a movie or sporting event without wearing a mask or throwing out a vaccine card or whatever. That that is not normal. That is not. We're not going to getting back to that is not going to change the environment that we're living in. So we need rest of soul, and do you know how to even get that? And I have to coach a lot of believers on what is rest, and rest is a lot more than. <clears throat> taking a nap although sleep is important and if you know if you're not getting enough sleep um that that's going to just complicate and multiply things you'll be prone to getting sick and uh your stress level will go up and so rest rest of soul rest of soul is letting jesus have everything he says in matthew come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is like Jesus' yoke, does not have to do with carrying all the burdens of everything going on in this whacked out, crazy, dark culture. We let him carrying and we come to the Lord often, and we let him have everything and then we rest with him in silence. God, I just want to get to know you. I can't carry all of this. Will you please speak to me? I need you right now. I want to soak in your presence. I want to know you, Lord. I want to know you, Father. <clears throat> I just don't want to know about you. I just don't know what about Scripture, God. I want to know you. And the way we have rest of soul is in silence. So... Your healing, your peace is going to come in silence. And I will tell you that I have more healing and more peace from my times alone with the Lord in silence than I do in, at church most weekends. Because have you ever noticed in church that there's always noise going on? The worship band is going or somebody's giving announcements. And when someone... Um, 
the very rare time a pastor says, let's have a few moments of silence for maybe 15 seconds, you can just sense everybody squirming in their seats. And that's because in silence, what happens is we face our heart. We see who we are. We feel our emotions. We feel, if there's pride there, if we have fear going on, if there's, a bitter, there's, there's bitterness going on, if we're just worn out, all that's going to start coming to the surface in silence. And that we have not taught our people in our churches how to deal with silence, but silence is where your healing will come from. Do you realize that Jesus prepared for ministry the 40 days alone in the desert with nothing, <laughs> pure silence? And all the time we read in Scripture how he went off alone with God to pray. Pure, raw silence and prayer. That's it. And he was constantly on the move, constantly being pulled at, constantly pouring out. And yet, I mean, for three years straight, you don't read about him burning out. And from my own life, I know that when I make a priority, which I do, in prayer and resting with the Lord and sitting with him in silence, it makes an enormous difference. So, and then Colossians 4, 2, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Your prayer, your power as a believer comes from prayer. It does not come from Bible knowledge alone. So you can study that verse. I just read about prayer all you want, but if you don't pray, you will, you will continue to flounder. And so during these times, we all have to have an uncommon prayer life. So in my own life, I spend time with the Lord in prayer in the morning. We pray at the office. Sometimes when I'm driving to the office and my daughter works for me, we'll pray in the car on the way to work. Uh, And then at night, I'll pray on my own alone at night, and then we pray together as a family. Prayer is a constant, and that's why it needs to be with you and our churches. We should be running seven We should be running, every church should be running a prayer group, one prayer group a day, Seven days a week. But we're not. We're not houses of prayer. That is where our power comes from. Next, I'm going to read Psalm, Proverbs 18.1. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. You've got to be plugged into a community. This is the wrong time to be isolated and the surveys I've seen have shown that 80, somewhere between 80 and 90% of American Christians are isolated. And, it's no, and what proves that is when COVID blew up in March of 2020, our groups and our counseling shot through the roof which, with people struggling with porn. And, and what, what is it that feeds pornography? It's isolation. So you must be connected with another, with another group of believers. Fear. Fear will, fear will drain your heart quickly. So when, when you're obsessing about the news and all those things, you're gonna, some people are going to be real prone to just letting fear eat them up. So if you're struggling with fear, you want to share that with another believer and pray through that and break that stronghold and be done with it. Fear will drain you. And then Proverbs 4.23 Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Watch over your heart. Where are you today? Are you drained? 
worn out, burnout, obsessed, resentful, or are you are you at peace? Today, are you at peace? Are you at rest? And if you're not, then I want to go back to what I said. Let's go back to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. He shall not, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Get outside, get with the Lord, and he restores my soul. Restoration comes from time alone with the Lord in nature. That's his formula. It's not mine. Some of you just need to get out and get away and go for a walk or just be alone with the Lord for a whole day. It will do wonders for you. And finally, <clears throat> we have eight prayer groups going right now. We've, we've upped our game with prayer groups, and I want to encourage you to sign up. Contact us at email at blazinggrace.org. The contact information is at the end of this broadcast. Prayer is powerful, and each and every one of you should be participating in a prayer group at least once a week. And these are Zoom groups and phone groups. So let us hear from you. And thanks for coming along. Do you want to be free? Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, visit us at blazinggrace.org. Email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call the office at 719-888-5144.